Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. You are on Saturday Magazine, Joy 94.9, Macca and Janet. Janet Jukes is my co-host. Our special guest is David Southwick, Deputy Leader of the Opposition. Good morning, David. Good morning, Macca. Good morning, Janet. Great to be here. Good morning. And this is your first time at it Joy? Is. It, it is. It is my first time, yeah. Oh. I'm really looking forward to it. Well, I thought we might start off. Uh, we've got two segments. The second segment will we'll do a bit more of a deep dive. But in this segment, I'd like to hear from you, what's the David Southwick story? How, you know, what possessed you, (laughs) I always ask this of all pollies, to stand for Parliament, get elected, uh, what led you to that point first? That's a great question, Macca, and um, with what I'm experiencing at the moment, I'm kind of thinking um, behind a microphone in in a DJ booth is uh, is actually where I started, and I'm feeling at the moment like I should be back there. Um, Yeah, I started... uh, Back in school days, very much, uh, very very focused on um, on just trying new things. Uh, I I I DJed very early on as a way of uh, earning some money, so I could buy my first um, oh, stuff. And and I loved music, so that was a big thing for me. So I did that. I left uni. I went to I went into a number of businesses. I ran a cosmetics company, and um, and that company was all about helping others. So we gave ten percent of our profits okay. to homeless, long term unemployed, environmental causes. And I felt during that time I was spending a lot of time, uh, obviously trying to grow a business, but at the same time doing that to champion a whole range of causes. In fact, Ardoc Youth Foundation was helping. Um, uh, Kids Stay at School was an organisation that we supported. We paid the rent for their referral centre just in St Kilda here. And uh, then um, and then after a while, I, I, kind of, uh, I kind of thought, well, what I'm really about is passion for helping others. So uh, I, I was involved in student politics as well. I went to uh, Footscray Institute, now Victoria University. I was probably the only Liberal there. Um, but I took over the student union with a very, very um, sharp political um, campaign, and it was more beers, more barbecues, and more bands. Oh, so uh, we we I took like the over we took over the union based on that, and we had the best parties on campus. But at the same time of having the fun, we um, it was about kind of advocating and helping others. So I've always been strong in principle as a proud Jew to stand up for what's right, and and that's I'm very principled about that, and. And I love my job because I believe this is kind of the best thing for me now because it gives me an opportunity to to help others. And and although I was involved in entrepreneurship and building businesses and creating um, business businesses, now I see myself as a conduit in filling that void for people that need help and then introducing them in in way we can do it. And opposition is a horrible job, mm. but at the same time, I don't take opposition as something that you can't do things. There are so many things that you can still do in being a Member of Parliament. It's a real honour and a privilege to have that role because 
we have that opportunity to open doors that many people don't. And no matter who people are, no matter where they come from, and quite often people say, I'm not in your electorate, but I need help. And quite frankly, I don't care. If someone needs help, they need help. And so it's being able to unlock the door and provide, uh, provide opportunities. And I suppose my parents always taught me about creating that level playing field for people and then what 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 people do with their lives beyond that is yeah. up to them. Mm. So and for me education has always been that leveler in you need to give people that opportunity to have an education uh, to get the support needed and then along the way if people kind of fall off for whatever reasons I mean we've got growing issues around ment- mental health and wellness and if there are issues along the way government's role is to kind of pick them up and to help them um, through that. But so for me, that that's kind of what steered me, particularly into the Liberal Party, is I've always been about opportunity and, and creating that opportunity. But I suppose absolutely about helping others, and, and I've been very, very passionate about that. Uh, it's been an interesting role. role. I mean, I, I stood three times, uh, third time lucky, um, being elected. I ran for a federal seat of Magnum, well, Melbourne Port, which is now McNamara, in 2004. Uh, 2006, I stood for the... Um, the upper house and then Caulfield came along and I've been the member since 2010. So tell me, um, David, how would you define a Liberal? Yeah, I mean, that's that's very, very interesting because um, I think I think I would I would uh, I would describe a Liberal as somebody that actually um, embraces opportunity and 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 freedoms and um, and and I think for me, um, the freedoms and the opportunity, but also um, also being able to ensure that, as I say, you know, like, um, and I think this is probably where the Liberal Party do- uh, doesn't get a fair go in most people in the Liberal Party come from other backgrounds. Mm-hmm. So we, we, a lot of us work in the voluntary, voluntary area. So I think that part about having a heart, I think is really, really important. And a lot of us do, and a lot of us, because we come through the the, the volunteer um, community sector, a lot of us do, you know, in terms of we might have professions, but we're also big in the volunteer community space. And I think, unfortunately, a lot of the times, Liberals, when it comes to politics, end up having to deal with the economics of fixing a state once things have fallen off the perch, so you have to make hard decisions. But I don't think necessarily that's all Liberals want to be known for. I think... Uh, very much in terms of being able to run things well. So we are able to provide more support for a prosperous state. And I think a state that prosper, uh, has prosperity benefits everybody. When, you, when you're not prosperous in, and doing well, then a lot of people end up failing. And I think you know, particularly that's an issue with Victoria right now. I mean, uh, Victoria is going through a lot of things economically in which socially people suffer. So you've got to get the economics and the social element working harmoniously for people to be able to live well. And um, and I think, as I say, the, uh, the Liberal Party quite often, because you have the s- cycles of politics in terms of who might be in power, and unfortunately we always end up having to come in when things economically are not doing well. But I'd love an opportunity to have a good few terms to be able to mm. fix up what's broken but then implement really, really good policy that is future, visionary, about really building that opportunity and not having governments being able to run everything. And I think that's probably the big difference I feel between Liberal and Labor in that we accept that absolutely politicians don't have the all the answers. Uh, it's 
the community that has the answers. It's stakeholders that have the answers. And, and I think we've got to be listening more and understanding that more. So to take up on that, David, can I ask you, how do you define what is your definition of equality? Um, equality for me is, um, is no matter who you are, no matter where you come from, no matter what, whatever your background is, we're all one. We're all, um, we're all um, the same. And I think particularly with what we've been dealing with at the moment in terms of as a Jew and anti-Semitism, I go back to, um, I go back to uh, Nazi Germany and I look at someone like Hitler in terms of tried to define people by different races and and, and, and sexual orientation. And sexual orientation, 100%. And I think for me... Um, the one thing that I keep coming back to is there is only one race and that's the human race. Mm. And we shouldn't be trying to define and put people into boxes and say, well, you know, you are this and you are that. So therefore, um, we, we need to treat people as one. and We need to give people the same opportunity, no matter who you are, no matter where you come from. And, um, and for me, anybody that targets somebody because of their race, religion, sexual preference, gender, is just not right. And um, and so I've always stood up for that, and I think that's that's really really important. And I think that's probably because, again, from having a Jewish background, we've seen us being targeted just as the LGBTIQ plus community has been targeted over many many years. And we've got to look at where we get where we get beyond that, and have true equality, and just see people for who they are, no matter. Hmm. Yeah, and and I think that's again that's. Um, Janet, you asked about the liberal element as well. I think um, pe- we should see beyond um, people for, from, from again, you know, all, all of those definitions, if you like, of race, religion, gender, um, sexual preference. We should see beyond that and see see people just as who they are and who they who they want to be. That'd be the ideal, wouldn't it? Um, it would be the ideal if we could ever get there. <laughs> yeah. um, but I, I good, think maybe the challenge in that. The challenge in that, as you've pointed out, when you're talking about being a proud Jew, is that um, that people don't do that, do they? And and the people don't start with from they don't start the race from the same place. Yeah, Every, you yeah. know, some people have a much greater, you know, handicap on <laughs> in terms of um, they're you know they're starting way behind the starting line um, than other yeah. people. Yeah, and I and I think coming back to what I said before, um, it all starts with education. So if we can get into our schools really, really early at primary school with um, with just having kids understand and respect the the common the common word of respect, and and I think I think we have come a long way. I see where a lot of the schools are now is is far better than where it was, but we've still got a long way to go. Um, and you know some some places and some schools and some areas are better than others. But when there's a problem, there is a big problem. And at the moment, I think there is there are a number of issues that Victoria particularly are facing that we've got to tackle. I mean, you 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 know you made some some comments uh, about the the state of uh, the Victorian economy or or the government, and uh, it's always easy for governments to spend more yep. than what they bring in. And the old argument, you know, oh, well, it's for schools and hospitals and police and everything. That's not all government spends money on. Um, I see that, you know, your community, David, uh, uh, you know, the Jewish community, you know, that 
the challenges they face are in many ways not dissimilar to the challenges that my community face. Correct. In that, you know, there is entrenched opposition um, to who we are. And I look at, particularly in the last few years, the trans community has faced some really horrendous uh, actions against them and people taking stances. And it would be remiss of me not to say, I'm not convinced that your party is on there is is on the the side of trans folk. There's been, you know, some people in your party that have a very very distasteful view on the rights of trans people. And I'm not going to, I will mention the name, more redeeming, but not a member of your party. Mm. But she's not alone. There are a lot of people in your party that have not been as supportive and spoken out for the trans community. Um, And that troubles me. That troubles me because our community, we act as a community. We try as members of that community to support every member of the community. And politically, um, I think trans folk deserve much more support from all sides of politics. So I ask you, you know, as deputy leader of the party... How do you, how do you, what do you intend to do, you know, to ensure that trans folk are treated equally and treated with dignity mm. in every ac- every area of service they need to access, every bit of support, but it's also what people say. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's that's a, Maka, that's a fair point. Uh, I think that um, we can only go in and and, and our party is very much about a party that allows you know a freedom of discussion and a view we we, we we don't silence people because of that but ultimately we would hope that through good discussion and good debate we can arrive mm. on the side of um, that's going to be fair and right and just and I've always been that that voice and I will continue to argue and advocate for exactly that uh, and and I would hope that as we get more and I'm I'm really proud particularly, say in my area locally, that we have brought in a huge, young, um, progressive, forward-thinking group of um, Liberals that have joined the party for exactly that reason, for principle, um, for um, LGBTIQ plus rights, uh, and, um, and very much, very much at the forefront of this stuff. I think that, I think that particularly a young person in where they are in their mindset is not um, where you might have seen, say, our party might be might have been years ago. Mm. I think our party has come a long way. And can can we, I just say your party's got a, a fantastic history? Yeah, oh, absolutely. In, in support for our community, and yeah. and and I I feel that some of that has dropped off, and that the actions of the party in the parliament, and sometimes the people that you pre-select. Now, no, you don't control. <laughs> how people get pre-selected. The process, you know, it's it's run by the membership and there's a role for the state mm. council, if I'm correct. Yeah. But, you know, when you pre-select people that seriously, they're, they're nut jobs with regard to, well, to our community. Well, you know, I mean, how did someone like Moira Deeming get pre-selected? But, but again, you know, what I would say, Macca, is 
at the end of the day, and don't tell me it's a broad church. No, 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 because it needs an exorcism. No, no, no. Well, well, well. Let, let's just say that ultimately, it's it's the it's the decisions of of once you bring individuals together. Mm. Hopefully, it's a melting pot that you end up with the decisions that arrive on good policy. And we've only had in the term that I've been there between 2010 and 14, where we were in government, and I worked alongside a first termer, Clem Newton Brown, who yes. um, who we did some fantastic yes. stuff. Um, in 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 a lot of um, uh, um, the, um, a, a lot of good policy work in this space, and I think you know certainly I mean I've been uh, probably one of the longest serving Pride marches down here down Fitzroy Street, and we have held held up all the signs proudly of all of the legislation changes that that former Liberals have done over many many years. I'd love that opportunity in government again to actually drive some of this good policy. Um, but ultimately, yeah, you, you have individuals that have views and unfortunately some of those views um, get the media. Mm. But I would hope ultimately we we end up, which I think we we do, and Job Pursuito is fantastic in terms of where, I know he's a regular on yeah. this show and, and James and others, you know, like they're the voices that we need to ultimately be and that's where the party needs to be. There is no question the party needs to be uh, directly as a centralist party that that has a, a view that represents this, the, the broad sense of Victoria. That's where we need to be. We know that. We accept that. And when you've got John and I um, in the leadership team as leader and deputy, I think that sends a pretty good signal it of where, where we yeah. are. And you might have individuals that have slightly different, or very, very different views, but ultimately we would we would expect in terms of our leadership that our view will be on the side of those people that have been treated unjust and unfair and certainly supporting our LGBTIQ plus community absolutely every step of the way. We have to take a break, David, um, because uh, we do get a little bit of state government support. We don't get, <laughs> actually, in the 30 years Joy has been on air, we have not received one cent of federal government money so those MPs federally and their staff that are listening, follow the money, <laughs> stay with Welcome back. You're with Saturday Magazine with Macca and Janet, and we're talking with David Southwick. Thanks, Janet. Um, David, I wanted to say, you know, we where we sit here in the Pride Centre, we're in the seat of McNamara. Mm. Um, you're the member for Caulfield. Uh a week or two ago, we had Zoe Daniel and Josh Burns. They co-hosted the show, and I had to sit back and just, you know, and they organised their guests. They interview you. Well, they actually organised their own guests. Oh, great! And great. Uh, you know, that was that's a great opportunity. We we've done it before, and we'll do it again. A colleague of yours, uh, Senator Dean Smith, he's uh, going to be doing it in February with, with right. another senator. But where we are here, so yourself as a state member, Zoe Daniel. And Josh Burns, um, you've all advocated very, very strongly uh, in different ways for my community, mm. and but also advocated, you know, for the Jewish community. There is a voice sometimes that I think is not heard. So the Jewish of the, the voice of the moderate Jewish community, the progressive Jewish community, we don't often hear from the Muslim community. What does the Muslim community in this area, what do they say to you, David, 
Mm. Um, you know, what sort of interaction do you have? What do they say to you? Well, I've spent a lot of my time um, on interfaith dialogue. Yeah. So uh, particularly with the Muslim community, uh, trying to build that bridge between the Jewish and the, and the Muslim community. Unfortunately, at the moment, it's not great mm -hmm. um, with what's going on with the war, and it's probably the time we need more of it. Um, but again, the, 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 the issues are all the same. And I think it's interesting, we've got in the parliament the vilification laws changes mm. which are being broadened and need to be brought. I'm glad you brought that up because I want to ask you about yeah, that. Yeah, and, and that I sat on that inquiry in 2021, and I actually, even as a deputy, I think, well, I can't remember when I was at that time or not, but I certainly... Um, asked to put myself on that committee because that was so important to me, to broaden the vilification laws, to look at it not just through you know, race and religion but mm. um, but a whole range of equality issues more broadly. But we need that now more than ever. And I think the great thing about that, that vilification inquiry was it did speak to a whole lot of different from people from different backgrounds. Um, but when you see hate more broadly that are targeting people, we need a, and and especially when it's done in public forums, because yeah. you've got discrimination laws in a private setting, but vilification in a public setting. I think Victoria has been proudly um, strong in in so many different ways, but I think at the same time we are seeing that social cohesion falling apart. Uh, I'm really troubled by where things are at right now at the moment. I went for a run this morning and somebody just you know, literally stopped me, almost tackled me and just said, you know, in a good way, but, you know, he said, um, Victoria's broken. You know, you've got, to, you've got to fix it. You know, this is t terrible. We've got people that haven't left their homes. We've mm. got people, kids not going to schools, not wearing their school uniforms because they're Jewish. Um, this is horrific. You know, we've got Jewish businesses that are being targeted and being stickered saying don't buy from here because it's a Jewish business. Uh, I've never seen anything like this before. Uh, we had visitors coming from Israel just the other night and they came back to their hotels and the their, the lift was blockaded and mm. they couldn't go back to the hotel and they spent three hours at a police station. It's horrible. Yeah. Horrible. I think, um, you know, we could argue that the forces of darkness, the leash is off really in some ways and I yeah. think it sort of started with the marriage equality, in my mind, um, started uh, in Australia with the marriage equality debate then, of course, we've just had the referendum on The Voice and, of course, now the world events. And, and you know, in Russia, for example, yesterday, um, oh. they've just, uh, the Supreme Court's just um, uh, effectively made illegal advocacy for LGBTIQ people. We're seeing the rise of the, um, what I call the forces of darkness or hatred mm. um, through Europe and uh, and we're seeing those actions here with the drag story time and all those all those sorts of actions. I joined them all up. I wonder if do, do you do you see all of that sort of the rise that that rise of people hate. Who, of the rise hatred. of hate. Yeah, yeah, the forces yeah. of hatred. I would say. Um, you know, we can we can use labels and sometimes they're right and sometimes they're wrong. But I think that there's a, a coalition of hatred that's um, that's. Um, connected to, uh, to, and I, and I think uh, that certainly feels off the leash at the moment, I think. I would agree with you. I think that it's very easy to rally a group of people together on hate and target people. Uh, I think we've got this horrible horseshoe, uh, horseshoe of hate, if you like, where mm. you've got the extreme right and the extreme left that are almost joining together. They have 
polar opposite views on so many different things. But when it comes to uh, generally hating on people, uh, that's where the common commonality occurs. And and I what 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 comforts me if the, if I could use that word, um, maybe it doesn't comfort me, but but I would think that the sensible and silent, not silent, but the quieter middle that doesn't accept this kind of behaviour uh, will win because there is no place for anybody anywhere being targeted for who they are, but we're just seeing it more and more. And I think those louder individuals that are getting louder and louder and when you see, when you see the imagery of people that are being hurt, I just don't think people have any time for that. And and, and um, we, we know, I know you had uh, Agudar on the program, yes. um, Hila from, from Israel, yes. and I was talking to Michael from Aleph, uh, and Aleph was, he was telling me, you know, in terms of, Michael was telling me a number of um, uh, members of the Jewish community that, uh, from the LGBT, that are, that are copying it, like, big time. Yes. So... When that when that stuff happens, we've got to stand up on principle. Uh, I think I think we need a massive recorrection re- in terms of where things are going. But there is no question, Janet. At the moment, it's popular to be a hater. And and I think that's um, I, I'm glad you've got a faith that the that right will win out. Um, I think it needs leadership. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, and, agreed. Um, now more than ever, it needs leadership. Now more than ever, it needs to be called out. Yeah. When I look at, uh, David, when I look at um, this situation we're in and I hate people being marginalised and discriminated against on the basis of their race, their religion, their sexual orientation, their culture, but there are a couple of things in here that, you know, for my community, we don't choose to be mm. queer. People don't choose to be a particular race. They have some choices they can make with regards to culture and to their beliefs. And when we look at anti-vilification legislation or proposed anti-vilification legislation, how tough is it going to be to actually make, you know, to stop hate and to stop the sort of things that are happening? Because for me, I think... This is a prime responsibility of government. Okay, I understand it takes time to draft the legislation and to have the discussion. To me, what what can be more important than protecting the vulnerable members of our community? Janet and I, we can stand up for ourselves, right? But at the end of the day, there are people in our community, there are people in your community, people in all other communities... Governments, state and federal and local, need to actually stand up yeah. and really call this out. And there needs to be a legal framework because until you change the law, you can't help to change people. Oh, well, I can't do that because it's illegal. Eventually, it will change. Janet's point, just that the last thing was 100% right, takes leadership. And mm. our vilification laws are a key element of all of that. New South Wales just passed a whole lot of laws in the last couple of days strengthening their vilification laws and broadening those laws. Uh, I've I've met, and again, this is where we've got to take the brand of politics out and yep. we've got to work together. 
Uh, and I think there needs more bipartisanship on these kinds of things. Mm. And so we need to get it done. We need to broaden those laws. There needs to be repercussions, both civil and criminal, when it comes to those people that seek to hate and hurt. Yeah. And until that until that is done, unfortunately, people know there's no consequences. And without consequences, they continue to hate. And the the thing that complements that is education, which I want to yeah. come back to again. We've got to educate people long term, but we'll have quite a consequences for those people that target others in the short term. And as I say, um, we need it probably now more than ever, and I'll continue to fight to ensure we get those vilification laws back in. Final question, Janet. I was just going to really make a comment, which was around, no. <laughs> which was uh, having spent uh, 30 years lobbying for anti-discrimination legislation yeah. and um, being involved in discussions around, you know, current discussions around uh, what needs to change in the uh, vilif- in the vilification space. I I, I think that the those laws um, are important as a, as uh, to provide leadership and set a standard in the community they'll never prevent the harm from happening in the first place. Mm. And I think the only way to prevent the harm from happening is for really clear leadership from everybody in society to stand mm. up and say, no, this isn't the world that we want to live mm. in. And um, I think that, you know, we're, I'm reading all of these messages coming through yes. and <laughs> and there's a lot of um, comments around, you know, your federal leadership that um, and, um, and some of the other leadership that we've seen uh, from the Liberal Party, but... Um, from our politicians more broadly over the last sort of ten years or so, that have ha, hasn't hasn't provided that leadership and hasn't hasn't provided um, that um, bringing uh, bringing our community together. So it's really great to hear that you say that it's mm. time to put that aside and and work together. I really look forward to working with you. Yeah, same. Yeah. And for me and Janet, it's always about policy, mm. right? We don't care who's po- who introduces the policy, who advocates. We care who votes for it, and we care what care what that policy is. We leave the politics to you and all your colleagues. Um, and for me, it's about people. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we can all we could put this is a time for politics, but at the end of the day, it's all about people. It is, and standing up for what's right. David Southwick. Deputy Leader of the Opposition, thank you for coming in and uh, losing your joy, Cherry. Um, (laughs) Very happy to have you back again. Uh, Have a good Saturday. Thank you. Thanks for coming in and having the discussion. It's not always easy, I know that, but I appreciate uh, you coming in and we're happy to have you back again. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You are on SatMag. Stay with us. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Joy.